I'm Lisa Billiou, and I went from housewife to co-founder of the billion dollar company Quest Nutrition and now president of Impact Theory. Our mission with this show is to empower you and all women to recognize you really can become the hero of your own life. Welcome to Women of Impact. Today's Women of Impact gives Duracell and the Energizer Bunny a run for their money. From cheerleader to model, to actress to journalist, producer and news anchor, this woman has done it all. And literally guys, when I say done it all, I mean from getting slimed by John Stamos, to skydiving with Fetty Wap, to thumb wrestling The Rock, and winning by the way, yep, she's a beast of a personality. But to try and keep her in a box is just like telling Patrick Swayze that baby belongs in the corner. It just ain't gonna happen. From humble beginnings in Missouri, she moved to LA to pursue her dreams, only to realize it was not gonna be easy. She barely scraped by with earning only $7,000 in her first year, <laughs> teaching her that the difficulties and challenges of Hollywood were real. So hard work and hustle became the name of her game. Well, in case you were wondering, her persistence paid off. She caught the eye of William Morris and one of the world's top talent agencies and landed a role as an Access Hollywood reporter, interviewing every A-list celeb you can possibly imagine, from George Clooney to Jennifer Lawrence to Tom Cruise and the one and only Oprah, earning her an Emmy nomination for multimedia journalism. It was safe to say it was a dream come true, until it wasn't. Staying true to her heart, she made a ballsy move that almost unheard of in Hollywood. She left a high-profile gig, followed her passion, and started her own production company, Hybrid House. So guys, please help me in welcoming this one badass mofo, my homie, Alex Hudgens. What's up, homegirl? Sounds so weird to hear your entire like life at once. You're like, yeah. To do all that. You've done You're right. <laughs> so much, girl. But the thing is, is it hasn't come easy, right? Everyone can look at no. you and see. I mean, in watching all your videos, in watching your interviews, you're so your personality is huge. Knowing you off camera, <laughs> you are exactly really the same friends. person. Yeah. Good. So you are exactly the same person. So you are so authentically you. Thank but you. it hasn't been easy. What made you move, take that big, you know, risk in the first place from leaving your hometown to come into Hollywood? When you are from a flyover state, <laughs> a small town, and you have big dreams, you kind of have to go. I'm not the first person to do that by any means. Um, but, you know, I thought I wanted to do local news forever and ever, and I interned at a news station, and then I was a production at a news station at the, you know, NBC affiliate in St. In St. Louis, which was awesome. And the thing is, though, I realized that's actually not what I wanted to do. I interned out here in L.A. and just fell in love. And I was like, all right, I think I'm going to move here. Were you scared so, to do it or was it like... I just kind of live by... Just try it. If the worst that can happen is you have to come home, that's really not so bad, so you might as well try. Yeah. <laughs> worked I, out. I love that if the worst that can happen. I always do that. Like I take yeah. every scenario mm -hmm. and just think, what is the worst the that can worst happen? The worst thing that can happen. And when I think about like in my entire life, what mm -hmm. the worst things that can possibly ever happen to me is living on the street and not being able to feed myself, right? right. A roof and, um, right. and food. And if it doesn't lead to that, that then mm -hmm. it's okay. One it's thing that you true. said is no one knows what they are doing, so just go for it. I think that's really true. And, you know, as a 22-year-old, when I moved out here, I really, really didn't know what I was doing. But the higher you climb, whether it's in the corporate side of things or on the entrepreneurial side of things, freelancing, you start realizing, oh, 
everyone's just kind of figuring it out. And maybe they've been doing it for 50 years, but they were just figuring it out the whole time. Mm. So there's really no reason that I can't do that too. But what I love is people are going to listen to this and go, yeah, mm. but she's got a really like um, outgoing personality mm. and, you know, I don't have that. So mm. to be able to take the risk. Now, the truth is you're, you're a self-confessed introvert. 100%. <laughs> Guys, okay, let's talk about this. Introvert versus extrovert yes. really just means where do you draw energy from? Are you someone that being in groups of people, that being around your close friends, parties, that's where you're just like charging up from the ground and that's what you do? Or are you someone who needs pretty significant alone time? Would you prefer to be somewhat quiet or maybe you're listening to music, maybe you're reading a book and that's it. 100% I'm the alone time person. and very able to, I'm an ambivert technically. I can put on the extrovert hat frequently, especially in a professional setting, but I will fall off the face of the earth for like two weeks. You just have to train and not in a, I'm being inauthentic in these situations, mm -hmm. but trained in a, what's more worth it? Calling yourself shy, like it's a fixed personality trait, or literally it's like putting on this, this outfit and saying, I'm gonna go out here and do this because it's going to help me make better friends. It's going to help further my career. But how do you put that hat on though, right? Because mm. if you're at home and you think of yourself as shy, I like the fact that you're saying don't identify yourself because that yeah. almost like reinforces it. Yeah. But to take that step, to be that shy person that looks up to someone like you and is like, oh my God, I want that life. Mm. But they're just paralyzed. Like how do, how do you put the hat on? It's a choice. All of our circumstances are choices. There are situations that of course, maybe you're you know, a victim of something and things happen to us, but 99% of the time, and even how we respond after those things, it's mm. choices, it just is. And we wanna act like things are fixed, but the reality is very few things about anybody's personality are fixed traits. And some choices are harder to make than others, and it's gonna take a little bit of work to put on that introvert hat or extrovert hat. Um, but one step at a time. If someone, if you're watching this and you're like, I think I'd wanna do that, but I'm too shy. Mm. Well, you're not gonna jump straight on a red carpet. That's not how the industry works. Anyway, start by making one new friend this week. Maybe that's your goal is, I went to a public place and spoke to a stranger for 15 minutes, check. Mm. And then the next week it's a little bit more. And then the next week it's a little bit more. That's how this works. So maybe you're looking at what I do and saying, I think that could be it, but I'm not there yet. Mm. Well, find that thing that does utilize your strengths because all this really is is confidence. Real confidence, yeah. not like, I'm okay. Uh, have you found, real. did you have to fake confidence at first? Cause I know I did. I do have moments where, you know, imposter syndrome and all that kind of thing that everybody deals with in some sense. Uh, I did have to fake knowing what I was doing. <laughs> fake oh. it till you make it. I yeah. think, I don't think of it as like me feeling like I'm not supposed to be here and I'm not really ready. But there were moments where it was like, hello, Oprah. I have no business talking to you, but I'm gonna stand here like I do. And then you just, bam, and you do it and it goes fine. Now you said though that you've never really felt nerves. So even when you're sitting no. with Oprah, cause let me tell you, <laughs> I shit myself like, yeah. not a joke. I would, I would hope I would be able to like compose myself and get the questions you would. out. You would. But what, what, 
did you like tell yourself anything in that moment? Like, are you kind of like cheering yourself on? Because there's so many people that going back to kind of paralysis, right? Mm. Where it's like they have a dream, and I think that their fear of something stops them. Yeah.、Um, how do you? You have to decide that your fear is not worth it. Like we, I go back to this all the time, and in a non-morbid way. Like I think about death every day. I'm going to die. What am I going to do before that happens? And if I'm lucky, maybe I'll live to be a hundred and get half of these things in my head accomplished. But I could go get hit by a car right now.、Mm-hmm. So if I'm making choices that are fearful, to me that's just—it's just not an option. Like how how can we live in fear? We don't get to do it again. So we might as well jump and. F- We can get into the whole discussion about failure and what does that really、oh, mean? Oh yeah, let's <laughs> like, do that. that Come on、mean? now. <laughs> But like with an Oprah, you know, you just say, "I have two choices here: act scared, and then she's really not going to respect me, and then or be creeped out." <laughs> People tend to get like creepy when they're acting a little bit too shy. Or like, it's okay. Like Oprah is aware that she's Oprah. But also just remembering, like, she started from. The bottom, truly. I mean, Oprah's story is crazy. She really did. She knows that I'm. She can tell I'm pretty young just from looking at me. So she's not expecting Barbara Walters to come at her, but she is re- expecting me to respect her with my professionalism as well. And I'm also like, as much as she is the queen, she's still just a person, just like me. So let me just go for it. So I don't really think. I love that. It. It's kind of like what Bruce Lee said. He、mm-hmm. doesn't think, kick. He just kicks. It's muscle it, memory. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole ten thousand hours thing. Not that I've had ten thousand hours.、Um, I could not have <laughs> yet. I've、yeah. been doing it long <laughs> enough.、Uh, but it is. It's once you like do it and do it and do it. You know, you so eloquently and kindly went through my whole story. But every single piece of that was. Learning,、yeah. so that when Oprah happens, it's just it's muscle memory,、yeah. and you just go for it. So let's go back then to when you first moved to LA.、Mm-hmm. You you earn seven thousand dollars in a year now. God, <laughs> yeah, Pete, you could live God, you know, up in the village in Cyprus where my family's from and still not survive off seven thousand、yeah. dollars. So you're in Los Angeles.、Mm-hmm. You only do have seven thousand dollars. How do you not turn around and just quit? Yeah. Uh, well, asterisk seven thousand dollars as a host. Behind the scenes,、right. I was hustling. I mean, you have to. So I, I had a couple different nanny gigs. I was a background extra on Scandal regularly.、Um, brand ambassador would be like Bud Light. Need you to go、mm-hmm. hand out Bud Light at this stuff. It's funny when your ego starts coming into the picture, and you have to be like, "You're gonna have to take a seat, or we're gonna have to move back to St. Louis," because、mm-hmm. I would think, "What if the celebrities at this event recognize me as the one that was also、oh, interviewing、yeah. them?" But you kind of gotta be like, "Too bad. What's the other option here?" What made you keep going though, and saying like, "You know what? I'm not enjoying this job. I don't、mm. like it."、Um, Why am I even doing it? Right, like so many people have、yeah. that negative voice that's kind of trying to beat them down. Like this isn't going to work, or you have exterior people telling you. So, did、yeah. you have anyone telling you, "Hey, you shouldn't be doing this"? And if not, it was your your own you know, self. Yeah, I think I knew I could do it. You have to study who's doing what you want to do at a higher level than you are. And I looked at it and I said, "They've just got time on me." 
They're not any more talented. They're not any more hardworking. I'm proving to myself right now in this moment that I'm hard, as I'm nannying these kids, who I loved, by the way. That's the other thing. I think you've got to be really active in truly trying to enjoy and find the joy and be present in what you're doing. How do you add value? How do you serve and love the people that you're with right now? Because if I can't do that with the kids I'm nannying, then why do I deserve to have some Oprah-like title mm. where I'm, what, it starts here and now in those little crappy jobs. I think it was a mix of like being present in what I was doing, but looking at where I knew I would be and saying, yeah, it's just time. I still do that. You have to do it and say, there's no reason why I can't be that person. But my dad, probably 15 years ago, but he said, I'd never bet against you. And that just like, ugh, I, get, I wanna cry. That stuck with me so hard to where now, like anything that I think, what if I did try it? What might happen? What's the, mm -hmm. what's the worst that can happen? What's the best that could happen? Um, which, by the way, the best that can happen, I almost can never answer that question. Really? Worst that can happen, it can, is I'm like, I go home. Mm -hmm. I'll never be homeless. It's impossible. I have too many people that I love that love me. Like, I will never starve. But the best that can happen, I'm like, I don't know, because I only have the examples of the people that are doing some version of what I think I might want to do, but like when I get there, when I'm doing it, it's gonna look different. So what is the best that can happen? Something really good. Do you have someone then, no matter what kind of thing you do with your career, that mm -hmm. you look at um, as almost your goalpost? <sighs> um, Oprah. <laughs> I mean, Oprah's a good one because I'm very interested in having my hand in a lot of different mm. things. I love everything that I'm up to right now and can see a very clear, like set out vision for different things that I'm doing, um, but can see where the things could go. And it's like, these are the people that, why not look to that level of whatever industry yeah. that you're in? And I look at these people and I say, they just have time on me. Yeah. I love yeah. that, yeah, looking at people and kind of saying, okay, they've got time on me, what did they do to get there? Exactly. What makes sense for me? Mm -hmm. How do I replicate it, but in a very mm -hmm. authentic way? Yeah. So it's kind of like you're a hybrid, would you say? <laughs> huh? Huh? It is kind of like that, isn't it? Yes. Indeed. Um, so let's talk about that. So yeah. you go from Access Hollywood, I mean, mm -hmm. everybody who you know wants to be in Hollywood would look at what you had and what you were doing and be like, that's like, that's the it's pinnacle. The job. Yeah. It's, you get to talk to celebrities on the red carpet. And guys, if you mm. haven't seen the videos of her with these celebrities, like, <laughs> don't you're, watch them. <laughs> no, you are so, and honestly, I watch them and haven't already know you, know, know you mm. in my personal life. So when I was watching them, I'm like, it's the same you. Like, you are still funny, silly, goofy. Um, I like those Super actions. cute. I'll take silly. Right? Like, but you are, and it, it didn't matter if you're in, with The Rock or you know whoever you were still very authentically you so mm. you're with these people red carpet you're getting accolades you've done it you've mm. you know gone gone from missouri to la and then you decide to leave <laughs> yeah yeah so, this is the fun part so take me through <sighs> leading up to that and then yeah. what actually thought process you had in making that decision so i moved to la january 2014 
and I was full-time at Access by April 2016. That's very fast. It happened so fast that I feel extremely grateful that I got to do what I thought was kind of the ultimate dream. One of my mm -hmm. career bucket lists, if you will, was be on a national TV show. And I was doing it within a year and a half of moving to LA. I used to think, oh, I got to this position so quickly so that I can move on to like the Today Show or Good Morning America quickly and get to do that while I was young. And now my thought more in retrospect is, oh, I got here so quickly so that I could realize sooner that this isn't what I wanted to do and get started on what I do want to do. So when I start feeling this like, hey, you're not, you're not really supposed to be here anymore, I just kind of have to listen and be like, okay, well then where am I supposed to be? If May 31st, no matter what, if I don't have a gig, no matter what, I'm leaving. That will be my last day. January 16th was my last day. But what happened was an opportunity came up that, just to be honest and talk numbers, I would have made, I did make more money in four days taking a branded gig than I would have made in about six months wow. at my job. And that's about the exact same amount of time that I'd set that date. Mm. So that came to me, that was a very clear and like kind of comforting sign of provision and recognizing like it's gonna be okay, but you need to leave now. Mm. It becomes this like fear doesn't run my life. Of course there's fear of leaving what you thought was your dream job. Mm -hmm. There's a weird guilt of knowing it's other people's dream jobs and being like, how come I'm not happy when thousands, mm -hmm. my own friends would kill for this job and I'm not happy in it, why is that okay? There's the fear of, I don't have a regular income <laughs> anymore. No more salary. Back to $7,000 a year, maybe. Who knows? Um, but having to put all of that in its place, really sit with myself and say, what do I want? What do I care about? If I, somebody told me I was going to die a year from now, would I still be doing this? The answer was no. And then having the encouragement of just so many people. It's just kind of giving me a huge head because I'm like, I can do whatever I want. Everybody else says so, so I might as well start believing it myself. And then I left. That's amazing. So. Seems like you've got like these multiple paths as well and like mm -hmm. you're just kind of going with what is really drawing you. Yeah. What is, what's the most, where's the fun? Where's the joy? Where's the peace? Like that stuff sounds so cliche, but you need like look for the peace. Look for what feels right when I'm doing it. Yeah. What excites me to get out of the bed? If you are not excited to get up and do the thing that you're doing, what are you doing? I really, yeah. I know why people do it. I do. I know there are people watching like, I have four kids and I can't just leave my job that I hate and I'm terminally ill and like, there are some really, really serious stuff that dictates a lot mm -hmm. of our decisions. And in the most loving and compassionate way that I can possibly say it, it's still a choice. And there's yeah. still another choice. And I believe that because I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it in other people's lives. And it might be super hard and you're going to have to do new things that you've never done mm -hmm. before. But can we stop saying the word hard and just say the word new? Yeah. Anything in my career, anything in my romantic life, any of that stuff, that's just, that's just new. So I have to be new mm. in that moment. I might have to learn a new skill. I might have to do a new thing I've never done. I might have to ask for help. <laughs> I have to ask for a lot of help. But it's just new. 
So you just have to go do it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, <laughs> I'm not really fun to talk to. I, my friends tease me as I'm, I'm team quit your job. I'm like, I'm not if you love your job. Yeah, right. I'm not trying to quit my job right now. I absolutely love my job. But if you're not in it fully, truly from mm-hmm. your gut, not a day to day, I'm tired today and I don't feel like doing this. Okay, we all have that. But if you're like, mm, just, that doesn't feel right, yeah. stop. And I love that you put in, though, like a deadline. I think that's massive because if people yeah. don't, they're like, oh, one day, ah. next year. Like, I think it, it's easy to push off. But you yeah. set yourself a deadline and then you actually got there way quicker way because before. an opportunity came out. Now, would you have taken yeah. the opportunity if you hadn't set yourself a deadline and you knew where you were going? People don't do anything mm-hmm. unless they're... Yeah accountable and their structure so and i think it's important to know yourself right like for me i know that i will take five years to do something unless i have the pressure yep. so even with this show <laughs> right it was like no you've got to shoot by this day otherwise yeah. like you've already said it out loud mm-hmm. like the second you've said it out loud then it's happening like, yeah because yeah. you don't want to be known as a person that says something and doesn't you know go through Absolutely. with it so i know myself i have to say it out loud so that i put that pressure on myself so that mm-hmm. i'll actually get it done yeah and if you're not prepared or you're not ready it's like guess what you'll learn get ready um, how are you gonna get ready to get ready yeah you this lady she we're at coffee and you're like <laughs> i have an idea for a show what do you think about this i'm like yeah yeah okay okay Two days later, I'm not kidding. There's like a photo of it. She texted me a picture of the set. Like, yeah. And this is why I like you. And, and the funny <laughs> this thing is, is we're and I knew that I needed to say it out loud to you. Like that was a pure strategy for sure. I told yeah, myself, like Lisa, to. you have to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, again, it just puts, because I so pride myself and if I'm going to say this, I've yeah. got to see it through. Yeah. Um, so I think identifying who you are, how you work, and then using that to your advantage. Your word mm-hmm. is the most important thing that you have. Not even just to other people, but to yourself. So we have to start training our brains. We're, we're wired for survival. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I don't wake up at the mouth of a cave and think, am I going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or not? No. You have to train your subconscious to start trusting yourself and doing things because we're wired to stay safe. If you start saying, I'm gonna do this, and then you don't, that's just ticking away a little bit of trusting yourself and trusting yourself. But if you say, I'm a person of integrity, all that integrity means is, I said I was gonna do something and I did it. Yeah. But as soon as we speak something out loud and it is a commitment, you're on the hook and I'm putting you on the hook mm-hmm. and I'm gonna hold you to doing that thing. And we have a spreadsheet so that literally, I said, I'm going to do da-da-da-da-da. When you do it, it says finished. And then Mm -hmm. after a while, suddenly you have this whole list. Mm -hmm. And just visually, your brain goes, oh, Mm -hmm. when we say we're going to do something, we do it. When we say we're going to do something, we do it. So then when some big ask comes up that you're like, I don't actually know if this is possible. You pull up that list and you say, well, if we say we're going to do it, apparently... We do it. And your subconscious goes, okay. And you've banked enough money, Mm -hmm. if you will, in this trust bank to yourself to start making these kind of big, giant, leave your job risks because you're a person of integrity. And you like trick yourself. It's crazy. Um, one of the quotes that I love is you mm. say you can, you can, you say you can't, you can't. And it's just it's like, what, what are you telling yourself? Mm. Are you saying that you can do it? Even if it's crazy, even if it's like, I'm earning $20,000 a year and okay, my goal is I'm going to earn a million dollars by the end of the year. Right. Well, if you say you're not going to be able to do it, then guess what? You're not going to freaking be able to do it, right? <laughs> 
something happens mm -hmm. when you say, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. Not only does it change you, not only does it change the people that you're telling. I'm a big believer in like, tell, tell, tell. The more you say your story, mm -hmm. I post stuff online to make me accountable. But guess what? If you didn't make the million dollars by the end of the year, you don't die. Mm -hmm. You don't become yeah. homeless. Nobody comes and spanks you. But you probably made more than you would have right. just by going for it. And that's the point, right? Yeah. If you don't set them, then you're not going to go for it and push yourself or push the barriers. Exactly. Going back to what you were like, saying also about like posting on Facebook and saying you're going to mm -hmm. do something. Um, a big thing I always think about is identity as well, right? So if yeah. you're saying it out loud and you don't follow through, well, then your identity is going to become the person that doesn't follow through. Mm. So it's not by accident. Like, what identity do you want to have? And then live by those codes yes. to get and achieve that identity. 100%. But if you have a reputation as someone who is accountable, who keeps their word, who does good work, who's fun to be around, who, you know, all those things... That's, I mean, that's identity capital, and that becomes so valuable, especially in a day and age. <laughs> it's the old lady in me. I'm like, now that the computers do everything, <laughs> but really, now that our computers do so many jobs and like AI and all this craziness that we're getting into, yeah. they do the things that people do. You better be a like pretty awesome person so that someone wants to work with you and not a robot. Mm -hmm. That's extreme, but like, let's raise the stakes. Yeah. Let's act like life is extreme, because yeah. guess what? You're gonna die. <laughs> the funny thing is, people sometimes see that as like, oh, that's so morbid, so but dark. I find it so empowering. Because, yeah. like you said, it, it's gonna happen. One thing I think about is, what do I want written on my tombstone? Yeah. Right? Like, legitimately, she went for it. like, yeah, oh, I mm -hmm. like that. Am I right? still that? But yeah, I agree. <laughs> What's your legacy? Yeah. What are you leaving behind? Whether you have kids or a business, or like, for me, Hybrid House. As much as I'm very much involved, because it essentially is just me yeah. right now, I want to build this to where I'm not really involved and pop in for a little creative input and to hug everybody and say, you're doing a great job. See you when I get back from Hawaii or whatever. <laughs> would you but that's do what that? you would want. I do like to read. So there is a level of like, that sounds so nice. I yeah. just go somewhere and read a book for a week, mm. but like. Slim chance. Yeah. Well, yeah. how did that takes me to balance, right? Because mm. it, a lot of people are talking about balance and how do yeah. you do it, especially with people being so motivated. I don't seek balance, I seek harmony. So my Ooh, life like is 80 to 90% work, 10% mm -hmm. my own time. Fun. Yeah, yeah, fun things. But, work but because is fun. work is fun, right? <laughs> exactly. But so many people, I think, seek the balance mm -hmm. and it should be 50 50. Um, how do you see balance and how do you juggle that entrepreneurial mindset that you have along with the thing that you've spoken very openly about? You love to read. I do. So, <laughs> I'm a nerd. So yeah. you're saying you're talking about spending every day doing things that you enjoy. Yeah. But if you keep pushing off reading. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm certainly not a 50-50 balance person. For me, it becomes my vision is so strong and so clear and so invigorating like I hate going to bed at night because I just want one more hour that I could be doing this thing mm. and that is not a just me thing anybody can get to that it takes a minute to sit there and and it's got a, I'm, I'm talking like an actual vision statement a sentence that is so specific that it influences all of your choices during the day so for me balance becomes how do I take care of my physical body and my mental health in service of that vision though. Mm. I really enjoy exercise. 
so I work out more or less every day. I kickbox today. It was great. Um, and that is restful to me. That is balanced to me. But really, that's also like I want to be an actor in my type is very action-like, so I specifically choose kickboxing because mm. it's helping me with my craft at the end of the day. But I don't feel like that's cheating. I'm not, there's nothing in my brain that's like, you're not really balancing everything you do is work. I'm like, no, I'm just doing it smartly yeah. so that it kind of all, I really like harmony, yeah. not balance. I, I'm really struggling with answer. that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm struggling because I've got health issues. And so right. my doctor recently has prescribed me to work 30% less, mm. work out 30% less. It's <laughs> hard. You knew. And then you tell me, <laughs> look at you. Way, way to bring it yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's like, going back to what you're saying, I, f I love working out. Like, yeah. it's my morning selfish time. Yeah. I love my job. So now I almost have to force myself to go against what I really want because mm. it's not doing me service, right? It's actually breaking my body down and I can't function. Yeah. So now I'm battling what my mind wants and what my body's saying, hey, you can't manage that. Yeah. Um, how do you do your, that? Yeah, what's your advice? At the end of the day, we are human beings in a physical body. Mm. And you cannot accomplish the things you want to if you are not well. Mm. Sucks, but it's true. So, you have to make that priority. It has to come first. But I would say, like, how do you, how do you get curious? How do you turn that new 30% or 60%, all this yeah, time yeah, that you have, yeah into something that you do actually love. Yeah. So that when you're well, all of a sudden there's a question of like, ooh, I could go back to working out more or I really love this new thing that yeah. I'm all about. And I think that takes sitting with it and very much, I'm not someone that steamrolls over emotions. I think mm. emotions make terrible pilots, okay passengers, mm. we can listen to them. So I think sit and, man, I'm upset that I don't get to do this thing that I love to do. Yeah. And that really sucks. And here's how I feel about it. I'm, I'm a write it down person. Mm. Just get it out. But then it's a choice. Yeah. Aim forward. And the one thing I love, like you have spoken about this whole interview, is really mm. searching for your joy, right? Like yes. what is that happiness? And mm -hmm. um, that brings me to another quote of yours. I do believe in doing what actually brings you joy. And if that's working on your business instead of feeling obligated to go out on a Friday, <laughs> hi, my people. Hey, love that's that. Me. Because I think so many, you know, people, you've got the groups of friends that you love, but they're just not uh, moving you towards what you really want in life. And I yeah. love that, you know, for you, it's following your joy. Um, and then you can almost use that as your compass to say, exactly. like, no, I'm not going out on a Friday with my friends. Yeah, well, that's the balance thing, too, because people have decided what balance means for everyone. Mm -hmm. For me, balance is never going to mean going to a party because that's not what I want to do. Right. But yeah, choose, choose your version of joy. I think people really miss out on knowing themselves or maybe meeting themselves kind of later in life because they've been doing stuff that other people mm. told them was the way that we do things or what's yeah. cool. I'm like, I don't think I've ever been cool. I don't care either. Yeah. And right. obviously I'm I kidding, but a... you kind of got to get to this yeah. like, Agreed. I'm going to do me yeah. and I love me. Yeah. Self-love in a really true sense. Mm -hmm. That's such a hot topic right now, but then Amazing. when I actually talk to people about it, I'm like, but you don't love yourself. Yeah. Because you just talked about yourself really negatively yeah. for 10 minutes straight, 
and you don't believe in yourself and you're doing something that yourself doesn't love to do. So you're making decisions that are not in line with someone that loves themselves. And I think that that is kind of the root of how can you be confident if you don't love yourself? Mm -hmm. How can you be fully into another person in a relationship or into a career or whatever if you don't love yourself? Right. But part of me sometimes, at least for me, giving myself a bit of like hate actually helps. I don't always just say, you're great, you can do it, I love you no matter what. It's like, no, Lisa, you're shit, and if you want to be good, you've got to step up your game. Yeah. But it helps me. It doesn't erode my self-esteem, though, and I think right. that that's almost what you're saying, right? Is that yeah. if, if you yeah, let it yeah. hold you back, right. then I think that's dangerous because it's running your life. But right. if you actually use it to propel you, then I mm-hmm. think, at least for me, it can, can be helpful. Yeah. You just need the balance of the hate and the love. <laughs> yeah I would argue I'm like you don't hate yourself (laughs) but I get it there's a there's a I don't think you let yourself off the hook that is a balance of give yourself grace but also like go for it I I couldn't take any of the risk that I take in any like realm of my life if I wasn't like at the end of the day I know me and I'm okay with who that is my whole self-worth comes on how have I been like treating other people that's Mm -hmm. really it that's you know have I given what I could give? I love this concept, this idea that like, you're laying on your deathbed and you're like, I could not have given any more. There is no, what if scares me so much more Mm -hmm. than a risk of current present failure. When I'm 100 and I'm going out, is is there gonna be even a fleeting moment of, what if I had tried that? I can't live with that, I cannot deal with that. You can't take it with you. And we say that to mean like money most of the Mm. time, which is absolutely true, but you can't take any of this stuff Mm. with you. Talents, dreams. Yeah, I agree. Aww, thank you so much for coming on. So where can people find you online? You can find me online at a hudge, a underscore H-U-D-G-E, across all platforms and then hybridhouseproductions.com all right so last question is what do you consider your superpower i knew you were gonna ask me this and i didn't think of it (laughs) even better on the spot no i did this to people for years and yet i'm like no um payback is a bitch (laughs) payback from everyone i've ever interviewed you're welcome celebrities Uh, i had to write recently a a statement as who i wanted to be as a leader Mm. And my statement was, I am a captivating, approachable, and emboldening leader. And I think emboldening is the word that I'm trying to latch onto Mm. for superpower. Like, I think that I pull out the superpower in other people. So I don't know what that's called. (laughs) I don't know what it's called either, but I love it. Whether it's in an interview or in a coaching setting or whatever, it's like... You empower you just others. Add some juice to this yeah. thing or glitter is the term I usually use and like let's freaking go. You're like, like the fuel mm, on the fire? I'll take that. My superpower yeah. is I'm the the fuel. So yeah. That's amazing. That's my superpower. Alright guys, well you heard it here. Go out, empower other people, make them act on it, be the fuel to the fire. Yes. And just remember, do not die saying what if. Ooh.
Good. Bam. All right, guys, if you're not following her, you should check her out. Her stuff is amazing. All her content is freaking hilarious, entertaining, stupid. sweet, <laughs> stupid. That's her word, not mine. Yeah. Um, and then go check out what she's doing now at Hybrid House. It is incredible. She is definitely one to watch. And then one day, maybe other people will be interviewing you on the red carpet at the Oscars. I think so. So if you haven't, follow her. And then if you haven't, also go subscribe to this channel or follow me at Lisa Bilyeu. Until next time, guys, go be your own hero. What's up, guys? Lisa here. Thank you so much for listening. If you're not already subscribed, please do click that subscribe button. Click, click, click away so you don't miss any new episodes that come out every single Wednesday. And if you do so inclined be great to get a rate and a review from you that'd be awesome that's how we get the show in front of more people and create more impact on more women so until then go out and be the superhero of your own life